Welcome to Scans Offline, a drop feed podcast by Matt, Will and JJ. Okay, we're, we're set. Uh, we're going to do the intro first. Okay, hello and welcome to Scans Offline episode 7 we are up to now, flying through the episodes. Uh, it is a lovely sunny day here in the UK. And the sun is rising over Dropfleet, with many new things happening. Um, Could you be any more cringeworthy? <laughs> <laughs> and that's JJ, who is here today, and Will's here as well. Hello, Will. hello. Right, uh, just to quickly say what we're going to do in this episode. Hope you're sitting comfortably with something good to do. Uh, some painting, perhaps. Hopefully painting some Dropfleet. But if you're painting something else, we won't hold that against you. Uh, well, we might do a little bit. <laughs> JJ will personally hold it against you. But I am more open to other things. But I'm happy with people painting other things. But JJ's a hypocrite because he was painting 40k this morning. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, so today we will look at the news. We've got bits about Adepticon. We've got UK Games Expo, uh, and we also are going to do a bit of a guide to UCM list building. So this is starting a new section of bits to our podcast. So I think we're going to go through each faction and do a specific beginner's guide to building certain lists. But do we know anything about building UCM lists? You should know something about yeah, building UCM lists. Yeah, they're your main faction. I'm starting UCM now, having played two games now. How many did you win? Technically one. So your, your win-loss ratio is already better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably is, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, uh, and the war stories as well. We're gonna, uh, Will's going to tell us about a game he had recently as well. Where he was very brave and took no strike carriers. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Aren't you intrigued? <laughs> Let's keep listening. <laughs> Pay attention. You know they're not going to trust us talking about UCM list building now, right? Oh, if we're building lists that have no strike carriers in. <laughs> yeah. Seems totally silly. Um, right, let's move into the news. The news. The bit where we talk about new goings-on in the drop fleet world. On to the news, and we've got two main things to talk about. Uh, there's things that went on at Adepticon in the US, uh, and there's also some news regarding the UK Games Expo, which is in June. So I think we'll start with Adepticon, because that's been all over Facebook. Let's talk about the Destroyers first, because that is big news for the Dropfleet community. Um, I'm going to bring up some pictures now, so we are going to have a look through the destroyers and have a guess at what we think they're going to be. They're on display at Adepticon. Um, JoJo's going to chip in here for the Shaltari ones that are on the screen. Um, so, three types of Shaltari destroyer. Now, it's really exciting to have new ships full stop, but looking at those, what, what do you think their role is going to be in the game? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of... Uh odd looking in some ways I think they're a bit, because they've got like this main back piece, then they've got the forward kind of arms and then some kind of different attachment on the front. Now one of them is obviously a troop launcher Yeah we can see the, the distinctive like disc here can't we of the uh, it looks like a mini emerald right? Yeah it's like a mini emerald I, I mean being slightly critical for a moment uh, it does kind of feel like a little bit like someone's just literally got the bit off an emerald, shrunk it, and then blue tacked it to the front of a frigate. But um, I'm, How, I'm not how a big dare fan. you imbue Dave's creative skills? <laughs> okay, He put a lot of effort into that. He did not just copy the, the emerald disc. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a different size, yeah. damn it. Hey, look, I'm, all, I'm a big 
fan of Dave. And <laughs> some of the mods he's come out with are beautiful. So, you know, it's not to, to criticise the man, but um, it doesn't really, for me, it doesn't really do anything for me. Um, but the other two, I mean, it looks like you've got... Um, what yeah, is. what what is this one? I mean, it looks kind of like um, the particle lance, maybe? Some kind of just big gun strapped to a... It doesn't look even like a... I mean, it's hard because it's not finished painted, so we don't... It doesn't look like a particle lance. It doesn't look like a gravity... Uh, it doesn't look like a gravity coil either, the impel weapons. Um, hard to guess at that one. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we need to wait for some, uh, you know, more complete pictures of the uh, the Shaltari um, yeah. destroyers yeah, to really get a better understanding of what they are. One of them's clearly a troop launcher, one of them's a shooter. I have no idea what that is. I, I wondered if it looks slightly similar to a Topaz weapons, which is Disintegrator Banks, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it could be like an upside-down Topaz bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it could be a Disintegrator Bank on a destroyer. Um, not sure. I mean... I like the body parts and the whole bit. It's the weapon bits at the front that I'm not convinced on at the moment. So I think we need to wait for more complete pictures of them. I mean, it's exciting that they're getting another troop launcher. Yeah, that's going to give a lot of flexibility to Shaltari this, isn't it? If you don't want to, you don't have to have an emerald. I'm I'm interested to know if it requires gates or if it's like a troop launcher like everybody else is. So you have something different. That's a good question. The gate system. Which would be interesting. That looks like the size of a void gate. So I'm guessing you're not going to need void gates. Yeah. So that would be quite interesting. Different different for Shaltari players there. And we don't know whether destroyers can enter atmosphere either. Yeah. Because some of them look like they're atmospheric capable. I mean, having said that... They do look very... Let's move on to the others, yeah. So, I mean, these are some of the Scourge ones. So this is the first Scourge picture. Um... So we've got one, I can see some the close action parts there, and some ocular beams, uh, and some front-facing ocular beams on the head as well. I, the, I really like the look of these, they look really cool. They look like squids. They are squids, squids yes! Going through water, which I think is amazing. I really like these, I really like all the new Scourge stuff. Yeah, I, yeah this is, for me, this is the opposite to the Shoutout Runs, these are amazing. Um, yeah, I really like them to the point where I kind of wish I was a Scourge player now. So that might get you into collecting Scourge. I mean, the new battle cruisers and the new destroyers are just amazing. Mm. And you know, I've seen so many people's uh, you know battleships now, Scourge battleships, dragons or demons, and they're so they're amazing. They're such good models. Uh, yeah, they they really do. I mean, the Scourge, the fins are slightly different on this one, and I think the weapon layout looks slightly different. It's not got the main crest of ocular beams. It's got lots lots of tiny ones as well. That's actually got. Those little red dots on a Scourge ship, they're meant to be point defence, right? So, is it possible that we're seeing here a Scourge destroyer that's like a point defence Aegis ship? And like a Jakarta. Ah, yes. That'd be interesting. Uh, Because that is, it's got loads of extra point defence dots there, and then a basic weapon system. So I think, I'm I'm calling it, that's that's a point defence, that's an Aegis Scourge destroyer, I reckon. Yeah, Um, I mean, it is quite different from the other one. Um, it does look kind of like it might be defensive. Yeah. Well, then, like when the rules come out, it'll probably be really obvious. But at the moment, it's all guesswork. <laughs> it's really fun just to guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what names they're gonna have even. Yeah. Uh, oh, this one looks like like a like a shark. It's got fins. Um, and though that's clearly, <laughs> it's got it's got a, a horn growing out of its head. But that is a uh, a torpedo. No, it's the burn through laser. 
It's it's the Scourge Furnace Laser. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Furnace, furnace Cannon. But it's just one Furnace Cannon. So presumably that will be forced to hit cap four um, on on one profile, or maybe twos to hit one dice cap two. <laughs> what we're saying um, destroys as far as whether they're going to be atmospheric capable or not. Uh, what do we think? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Because up until I saw these pictures, I was thinking they would be. But based on the weapons that they seem to have, I don't think they're going to be. Some people were hoping for something to balance out the strike carrier imbalance, something to get them from low orbit and attack down. I mean, but... the troop launcher for Shaltari will obviously help with that because it will mm. make it easier for them to get ground troops down. Yeah. But if it's not atmospheric, then it's not actually really going to balance it. No, I don't... And these other, these Scourge ones don't... No, like they don't. Yeah. Onto the uh, PHR ones, you can see some PHR parts here on the screen. Um, so, for those that are listening, it, it, there's, they laid out the PHR parts, they weren't attached to the main PHR body of the ship. One of them is will clearly uh, a, a troop. Yeah, a it troop looks bay. like a troop bay. Possibly a bomb bay instead, but I'm pretty confident that's some kind of troop bay. So that'll be quite good for PHR, that'll give give them some sort of rapid troop ship. Yeah. Because the major problem with the troop ships in the PHR at the moment is they're slow, which does force your hand in play style a little bit. I reckon that will definitely only be able to drop one bolt lander. Yeah. So it'll be either three men or a defence battery. And you wouldn't be able to drop a defence battery if it's on its own. Yeah. Because there's no one to man it and then you remove it at the end of the turn. Um, but I can see people running squadrons of these, maybe. Exactly. So yeah. The same as a troop ship. So slightly more flexible. When a troop ship's gone, it's gone, you don't get the drop. Yeah. But if you've got a squadron of destroyers, each with three drop... You lose a destroyer, you've still got the drop. It's still fairly efficient, yeah. yeah. Um, the other weapons, I'm really struggling with PHR, because none of these are broadside-based. They all seem to be front-facing, or yeah, turrets. You've got, you've got a big turret that goes in, looks like it goes in the same place as a troop base, so yeah. it's got on the middle. Um, I would say that's a medium-caliber weapon, possibly heavy-caliber, but it's hard to tell because you haven't really got into the scale it against. It's going to be medium, medium calibre, not necessarily calibre M. Yeah, but just the, the medium, medium calibre. Medium calibre, yeah. To hit. Um, and then you've got uh, two sets of guns that go on the sides. You've got a set of guns which just looks like the same as the turret that go on the mm. two sides. I'll bring up to four guns, whatever the guns are, yeah. or a troop bay and those two. And then you've got a set of engines. So yeah. you can get a faster version of the destroyer <laughs> with some is, massive engines which is quite, tagged on which quite unusual for PHR because <laughs> all of our ships are slower than everybody else's or at the same speed but the aren't most. those like missile tubes I don't know those parts uh, well that's a good point there is something there isn't there yeah. I mean, maybe they're just air intake valves yeah, for I mean, the engine although it's in space there's no air <laughs> maybe, maybe they you, look like missile tubes maybe they're upgrades to make them atmospheric capable if they're in the maybe it's an air to air weapon yeah who knows It'll be interesting finding out. If it's atmospheric and that's an air-to-air weapon, that's going to make it really good. If, they're, if those engines, with it. Yeah. if those engines are on a joint and they can like swivel, that would make sense for atmospheric because it could, like a Harrier jump jet, lands yeah, vertically and takes off vertically, right? Or used to. I don't know if still use Harriers anymore. Um, but yeah, it could lower itself into atmosphere pretty much straight down yeah, and back out again. Maybe you could even land mm. on the ground. JJ's devious about that one. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm um, not convinced on that. There are interesting options for what it might be. I mean, there's the, the there's the PHR through. body. Well, you're not convinced by the aesthetic of this, but yeah, it looks. I don't know because it might look really good in real life, but from the photos, it kind of kind of looks like a drop zone shape rather than drop. Meat. It does. Yeah, the 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 head at the front. Yeah, mm. which makes is one of the things that makes me think it might be atmospheric capable as well. Yeah, because it do, it looks like 
the drop zone aircraft rather than a drop fleet spaceship for PHR. Um, it's very, very interesting though. It's opening up so many possibilities, destroyers. And then on to the UCM ones, which we all agree are, are really fantastic yeah, I design. Picked, I picked the right time to change to join action. UCM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love them. I think they look amazing. So all, the f- all three of them look good. The first one on the screen here, JJ is well spotted. You were the first one to spot this. That uh, it is a launch bay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's a, the same as a Seattle launch bay. It looks very similar to a Seattle launch bay. But um, Will suggested that it might actually be a bolt lander um, launch bay. But because of the shape, it being so similar, I think it's a fighter bomber launch bay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's. I, I was just thinking that two of the factions have ground asset dropping uh, destroyers, mm. so it might make sense if the UCM one was a ground asset launching one as well. Mm. But we'll have to wait and see. Maybe if it's atmospheric capable, which we don't know if it is or isn't, we can it can launch fighters and bombers from atmosphere. That would be a Which very would be interesting. Amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. I feel like that might be game-breaking. So I, th- I, think, I don't think that's <laughs> It might be hard as an opponent to keep track of which fighter and bomber tokens are atmosphere-capable and which aren't, mm, if you've got good. multiple in it. I don't see them breaking that rule, but I think... It, would you think launch two or launch one? Seattle's launch three, so... It's I think it'd be, be too much to give them launch three. Yeah. 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 It's going to be one or two? Probably one, I imagine. Probably one. Yeah, so it's equivalent of a uh, Pandora. Andromeda. Ah! Close. And, ah! I play PHR! <laughs> Come on. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pandora's are the burn-through laser. Yeah. Yes. Redeem myself. So um, it's, got, it's got point defence on it as well. Um, but yeah, point defence guns doesn't there. doesn't appear to be any other f- There might be like a gun underneath or something that we can't see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there could be guns in those front, front bits. That could be a gun, but... No, I feel like it's. No. Not, I think it's just got launch and point defense. It'll so just have nice yeah. cheap carrier for UCM probably. Uh, this one has three parts to it. Looks crazy, um, with, which means it has an extra engine back bank actually. Interestingly, yeah. um, and it's got some kind of mysterious weapon in the middle. There's a little little hub. Um, we're really not sure what that's going to be. There's a lot of theories flying about. Personally, and I don't know why I think this. I think it might be some sort of Tesla weapon. Because you've got multiple prongs and it's got like a little, it's like dome shaped. So it'd yeah. be cool if it was like a, I don't know if it'd be close action or possibly a particle weapon. Mauler close action weapon. Yeah. I mean, it could be like, um, I don't know if anyone ever watched Babylon 5, but there was a ship in that that had three prongs and the energy kind of fed from the three prongs into the central weapon and then fired and it was like a really powerful gun, if, like energy weapon, so it could be like that. If it was Shaltari, I wouldn't put that technology past them, but, yeah, but UCM. it's UCM, I, it could I doubt be some it. kind of experimental weapon though. It might have a rare rule, and you know, you never know. I don't know, I'm intrigued by it. And yeah. also, because obviously the third fin, it's, it's obviously got another load of point defence as well. Um, Actually, thinking about it as well, with this having three fins and the rest having two, that's probably going to be a clue as to how many you get in a pack then. Uh, so I imagine uh, that, yeah. because it'll use, they'll all use the same components. So that means you'll get probably three in a pack, so you'll be able to build two of these or three of the other ones. Just because you tend to think of frigates as being groups of four... Yeah. Light cruisers being groups of two, cruisers being ones, it makes sense for destroyers to be threes. Yeah. Triplets of destroyers. Mm. Maybe maybe group size three to four. Well, also because in all the photos they're, they're groups of three as well, pretty much, other than the PHR one. So like the Chaltari one there's 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 three. Mm. I mean there's three UCM ones. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it's like he's been given one pack to build. Yeah. 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 Got, it's got to be. Uh, the last UCM destroyer, just to do that, very clearly a torpedo carrier. Yeah. Um, so that is... It, it, we might have to think about our experimental errata that we've done for Scouts Offline because we increased the effectiveness of torpedoes, which works really well <laughs> because there were only limited number of torpedoes in the game. You start bringing squads of three. Uh, yeah, well, if mm. you put like... 10 torpedoes down if you're feeling really spammy. <laughs> Definitely going to need to change the rules back again. <laughs> uh, These I'm, might be like a yeah. weaker torpedo or something. It's one of those That's true. That, it it I mean, looks yeah, big. It's smaller than the... It's hard to scale torpedo. it without having a ship immediately next to it to kind of see. Mm. Um, but to me, I think that torpedo is going to be smaller than the normal one. So if, like, if you take a New York, it's going to be that small. If it's a half-sized torpedo, then... I would be happy leaving our rules the same, yeah. with with threes to hit and particle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I'd be fine with that. And remember, destroyers are gonna probably have to get up quite close. And if they're torpedo ones, they're gonna fire it, but it's not gonna take effect to the following turn. They're gonna be vulnerable. This is an additional um, point on the side of that torpedo is two missile bays. Yes, there are. Do which you... are the same as the Taipei missile bays. Oh, so it's backup weapon could be close action. So oh, yeah. they're literally yeah, exactly they're... the same as the Type A missiles, mm. so they're probably um, close action missiles. Nice. So torpedo close action. I mean, personally me, obviously I have no idea what the middle one is. You know, we don't know what that's going to be, but so I'm intrigued on that. But I like all three of them. I think I can't wait to have extra launch on a destroyer. I think I'm, I'm really excited about them. Um, I'm, I think they're going to be really good additions to the I'm game. I'm going to have to get on a train yeah. down to Salute specifically just to buy these. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on within news. Um, so uh, I'm just bringing up, get rid of those chats. Uh, so we've got from Adepticon as well as the Destroyers, there was a Drop League tournament. Um, I've got the winning list here. I've not seen any of the other lists. It may be that full results are posted up in time. Uh, but the winner was, I believe, Patrick Wenner. Um, and he took PHR. It wasn't a launch-heavy PHR list. When I saw that it was PHR that won, I assumed it might be a list that was really ran the launch high. That tends to be what PHR... It what The list that's won is a list that we've theorised seeing for a while. Not many people have actually taken it, though. No, it was sort of... So, yet. for those listening... Um, actually, Will, do you want to run through it as the PHR guru? Uh, yeah. Um, so, to start off with, we've got a Vanguard group, which is a single Balafron with a Vice Director, so he's only got a level 3 Admiral, um, obviously to, he's been squeezed on points a little bit. Yeah, the extra points for those echoes. Yeah, uh, then we've got a Line Battle group, which is three Medea and a Ganymede. Uh, I like the Ganymede, um, and we'll, we'll probably see why he's taking Ganymede in a minute. Uh, then he's got another line battle group, which is an Orpheus and three Echo. Then you've got another one, which is another Orpheus and three Echo. So we're up to three troop ships, two of which are Orpheus, one of which is Ganymede. Then he's got a Pathfinder battle group, which is six Echo. <laughs> and then he's got another Pathfinder battle group, which is four Europa. So that's 12 Echo and three troop ships being the, probably the core of that list. Yep. Um... So the real the business of that list is to win the ground, and to the exclusion of pretty much everything else, apart from the Bellerophon and the Europa, you don't have any real space fighters there. I mean, yeah. you can count the Echoes among space combat, I suppose. But yeah, they're quite good at space combat. They're not as point efficient at it no. as the Europa, um, 
but they're good. They sort of can dive into atmosphere and then do the whole scourge thing of waiting for something to come past and just jumping up and getting it. It's nice having the combo of normal gun and... Yeah. yeah. It makes them inefficient as Corvettes because the normal gun's hitting on sixes in atmosphere. Um, makes a good but it makes role. them good for multi-roll stuff. Yeah, so I've, uh, the massive... The Echo... We call it Echo Spam, really. Um, and it, if you're not... A really experienced drop fleet player, I think you'd really struggle against this list because presumably the echoes will go down and sweep away all of your opponent's strike carriers fairly fast. Yeah. Uh, and your opponent's troop ships, he probably sent the Europa and the Bellerophon after those. Once you've removed all of the opponent's drop capability, it doesn't matter really if you're outnumbered in the air because in the old tournament pack, there weren't that many points for critical locations. And if you win the ground, then you win the game. Yeah. Um, so I can see how with the I stress the old tournament pack because obviously we're sort of switching to our own one on a local level I hope others are trying it and doing the same because we think we have made improvements um, yeah I can see why that would win the only weaknesses like I say would be holding critical locations but then even then you've got four tonnage uh, four hull 13 cruiser bodies Yeah. which is still a significant amount of, and three up armour it's enough to win if you don't take any casualties, that's enough to take all the crit- well enough critical locations to have more than your opponent. It hasn't even compromised on having a fast activating group because you've got four Europa. Now some people take groups of three for an SR three. That's the only thing that would get under the skin of the Europa there and act yeah. first. But Europas are solid. We know that they're a real pain in the backfield. Um, and yeah, I, I mean launch is a weakness, I suppose, but you could use that Bellerophon defensively to launch fighters and probably yeah, get by. Probably what it's there for, I imagine. Defensive launch, Stick yeah. Some defensive fighters on your troop ships, um, probably quite good as well for defending against close action scourge. The only thing I would say is no, um, no calypsos for defense. I can imagine Shaltari players trying to snipe out the troop ships very early from distance. Yeah. Um, but the echoes yeah. going to annihilate all the void gates. The echoes will remove like, all the void gates. And echoes are very good against Sheltari once they put the shields up as well. Yeah. Because the amount of shots you're putting on, they're going to fail a lot of saves mm-hmm. and get crippled. So it's a powerful list, no yeah. doubt. There are um, ways to play around it and beat it, I think. But so it's, it's not ridiculous. It's not. <laughs> yeah. You see more Sheltari, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, so that was the Adepticon winning list. Uh, moving on, Will has some news about UK Games Expo. Yes, there will be a drop fleet and a drop zone tournament at the UK Games Expo this year. Um, I'm helping run it along with uh, Michael Botterill and Charles Walton. Hopefully I've got your surnames correctly. Um, Yeah, it's going to be drop fleet on the Saturday and drop zone on the Sunday. Uh, Drop fleet will be 1250 points, standard tournament pack. I am debating which changes to bring in from your Midlands Maelstrom. Obviously, by the time I've got the tournament pack ready, because I want to get it out fairly early, um, we won't have done the Midlands Maelstrom, so we won't be able to see which changes. It's a are shame in a way. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you want to change again. Um, so I think it's might change critical location points because I quite like that change. We'll probably leave out all the rules changes. Because you want to. Yeah, I want to make it quite friendly as well. Because last year when we had the Games Expo, a lot of people came and had basically never played before yeah so i yep. want to keep it as close to the core rules as possible just with the faqs that well hawk did but now td have done yeah um and also with destroyers coming out possibly monitors might be out by then as well so we don't know what effect they're going to have yeah, on the rules balancing so i don't 
don't want to change the core rules and then have to change it back again because that mm-hmm. is going to require emailing lots of people. I'm not sure if I can get the email addresses off the Games <laughs> Expo, so I'm going to leave that. Um, and the other thing is, if you come to both Drop Fleet and Drop Zone, there's going to be a grand champion prize for whoever does the best out in both tournaments. So it should be quite interesting. Um, and the prize is a 10% shareholder stake in TT Combat. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, but TT are, spo- TT are sponsoring the event, so they're providing all the scenery for Drop Zone and Drop Fleet, and they are providing all the prizes as well, so that's really good. It's good to see them getting behind the tournaments now. Now they've managed to you know, get their production up and running and completed the purchase and moved everything around. So. As well as saying that the event's there to buy tickets for on the UKG website, yep. you can also join, the, there's a Facebook group where you can, we'll be able to get information quite quickly yeah, about it too. Yeah, there's a Facebook event up, uh, yeah. for Drop Fleet. I don't know if there's one for Drop Zone yet. Um, mm. I'm not behind all the Drop Zone stuff, so I'm going to ask someone to put it up for me. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been, because it's all been quite last minute, it's been like the last two weeks we've organised this, so it's, you know... Alright, um, let's move on and up into War Stories. War Stories, the bit where we talk about battles that we've had. Ah, War Stories! Okay, we're doing just a very, very focused War Stories because JJ's mainly been playing 40k. Boo! Piss! Yeah, just drop me in. I I have been playing Drop Fleet, but my my war stories are quite similar at the moment because I've been using the same list each time with my dragon and my yokai, um, and I don't need to go on about that because I talked about it in our last episode in Hot LZ, uh, and I'm I haven't played for two weeks now. So so Will um I, we've got his list up here. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll run through it the list he used, but it's yeah. on the screen if you're watching uh this on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, so go ahead, Will. Uh yeah, so. As everyone knows, hopefully everyone knows, I play PHR normally, but for Maelstrom, I'm switching to UCM, uh, because the hot LZ told me I had to. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm listening to their good advice. Yeah, I'm listening to their advice, and I'm painting my fleet right now. Um, yeah, so uh, I played UCM, I played against Luke and his Shaltari, uh, I don't know if anyone's mentioned playing against Luke before in any of our other wars. Probably at times, yeah. 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 Um, he normally plays UCM, so he's also switching up and playing a different fleet. Uh, the, we played Collateral Damage, uh, which is a new scenario for Matt's uh, tournament pack. Uh, so that scenario is two space stations on either flank, so four space stations total, and two three clusters in the middle, uh, quite close to your own deployment. Yep, I've got it on the screen now. Yeah. So yeah, there's and it's all about the uh, destroying each other's space stations yes. or bombardment. Or it's supposed to be. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get extra. You get I think four victory points from blowing up a space station in your opponent's half and two. Two per, per sector. sector. Yep, that's it. Uh, the, uh, the also the clusters are not critical locations. No, nope. the space stations are critical and they are medium clusters. Yes. Yeah. So that's the scenario. Um, so I'll go over Luke's list. So Luke took uh, Diamond and two Void Gates in a flag battle group. Uh, then I, I don't know if it was Pathfinder or Line. Uh, he took an Emerald and four Void Gates. And then as another group, he took another Emerald and four Void Gates. Makes sense. That's all right. Yep. Uh, that's three of the battle groups. Then he took, I'm going to get the names wrong out. It was Turquoise, the close action one? Cruiser? Uh, yes. Uh, with, with Bombardment as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jade is the close action frigate? No, Amethyst. Amethyst. So he took a turquoise and two Amethyst as a line battle group. Possibly mm-hmm. Pathfinder. I don't know. I haven't actually seen his list. Sure. Um, and then he took two Amber. So group to five. So two Amber, you know, they're shooty. They're probably a little bit too good for their points. But, Absolutely you know. classic Shaltari group there, two yeah, Amber. I yeah. think you're starting to see them appear in every Shaltari list. Mm-hmm. And then his final battle group was four of the gun frigates. Topaz. Topaz. Yeah. So four Topaz. So pretty standard Sheltari list. Um, and your list, which I'm going to show now, was very different. Yeah, so my list <laughs> my list had some standard things in. There are things that you will see in most UCM lists, but um, so I just I like to try things differently. And I'm doing this from like someone coming from PHR, so I like troop ships. But we'll start at the bottom because that's the least surprising stuff. Uh, so I had a Pathfinder group which is two type A. Um, these are here to kill other people's close action groups. That's why there's only two of them. That's a very, very small yeah, group so of type A's. <laughs> definitely be out activating everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, then we got up in the strategy value and we have nine Santiago's. Wow. So, because I've been giving out advice on Facebook and I've been like, take six Echo. And the equivalent of six echo if you're playing someone else is nine. Now I should point out that you must have played it with the new rules, which means they all have caliber L two. Yes. Um, my feedback from that is, from that game, caliber L might be a little bit too much. Um, these placeable games because you know you can't tell from one game. Yeah. Because um, this, points wise, this is the equivalent of six echo as well. Okay. So, um, so that's why I took them as well. Coming from PHR and going, I want some Corvettes. Um, so I'm going to put this many points into Corvettes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I have no strike carriers, so I need to be able to kill other people's strike carriers, which is the thought. And if people haven't got any strike carriers, that many San Diego are able to kill cruisers. So, floor being, if someone does a detonate drives, I might lose a whole battle group. I think it's fair enough for them to be that powerful, because you've sunk 200 points into Corvettes. Yeah. So I, I think that's fair. Um, so next battle group is... One San Fran, fairly standard. Mm-hmm. Next battle group, two San Fran. Less, less normal to yeah. see two together. Uh, I started running out of battle groups, so I had to put them together. <laughs> <laughs> but there's three troop ships. Um, I like troop ships. They're able to score critical locations and drop troops, which is really useful. And it's a lot easier to move from cluster to cluster. And those two San Fran can now stack up their improved close action yeah. in our rules. Um, didn't seem too powerful. Okay. Seemed about right. That's fine. Um, it did seem powerful at first, and then went, oh, wait a minute, it's about the same as an emerald, and an emerald's cheaper. So yeah. I think it's probably about right. Good. It's not too crazy. Uh, next battle group is to Moscow. So it's a lot of firepower. idea being, they're going to be in front of the San Frans, so if you ignore them and try and snipe out the San Frans, you're in a lot of hurt afterwards. Well, let's be honest, You know, one Moscow is barely underwhelming, yeah. because even going weapons-free, okay, it throws eight three-up dice, but one amber can do that. Yeah. Um, and, and okay, it's got good arcs, but how often do you really need those arcs or to split the fire? Yeah. You need the Moscow to be going, as a heavy, going toe-to-toe with your opponent's heavies. And it just can't do that. It loses almost every case. Yeah. But two of them I like, and they're quite cheap, so you can do it. Yeah, and with a strap, well, with tonnage of 20, they can take critical locations off other people's battleships. We're using the San Frans with the, the linked... Yes. Turrets and the full close action. Yeah, so linked yeah. turrets came in quite useful as well. Yeah. That's enough firepower. 
Um, most of the time when I did it, I could have gone weapons free, but it was quite nice not to get the major spike and be able to shoot them. Especially against Shaotari. Yes. Final battle group is Beijing with a level 5 Admiral. Um, I like the Beijing. Uh, I think the New York is possibly better, but I wanted the ability to do damage straight away to make it more of a target so people are shooting here rather than the troop ships. So most of this list is about keeping those three troop ships alive. By having lots of targets that are on major spikes. And very, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me of the Beijing's uh, firepower, because uh, it's they're, they're so little that they're used. I, I've started to forget what it actually has. Uh, so it's got six, six three-up shots from its 640s. I'm going to get the name 64s, wrong. yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's uh, eight from the other guns. And they're four-ups. Yeah. Um, and it's got a laser. And then it's got the same close action as a Taipei, I believe. What's that? The close action on the battleship. D6 plus four? No, it's it's uh, it's good. It's threes to hit, isn't it? Off a battleship, surely? Well, then I was playing it wrong. Let's have a quick look up while we're talking about it. it. Was. Um, uh, yeah, it's threes. D6 plus four needing threes. That's good. So that so is good. I, I was playing it wrong. And so the improved scan range, too? Uh, yeah. That didn't really come up too much. Okay. Because, mm. um, We'll get into it in the game, but it mostly fought for a close action ship. Alright, so how did the game go? Um, it was interesting. Most of my, well, to start off with, uh, I brought troop ship on, uh, aiming in the same direction. He brought a diamond on, I brought troop ship on it going the same direction as a diamond, but both in the middle, so I could drop troops. Um, idea being to pull his diamond to one side, which worked. Good. Um, but it... It did quite, do quite a lot of damage, unfortunately. <laughs> That's um, a diamond. <laughs> yeah, so that, that came in, dropped some troops, dropped a weapon battery. Uh, I believe I also brought on the Beijing silent running and the two Taipei silent running. Okay. Um, and that was that was my, that was the first turn. He brought on the diamond, uh, his emeralds, and that was pretty much it. Uh, both went from the middle. He set himself up to drop in the stations early on that was it uh second turn because this was double strike as well she mentioned which is three battle groups followed by three battle groups yeah no, nothing particularly crazy about this approach it's no. just a little bit different yeah mm. it's just a little bit easier version of battle line i should think yeah um my troop ship went silent running to drop its spike and the other two came on and finished off dropping all of the troops in the middle cluster so it was basically pointless for him to send anything over to try and capture it mm-hmm um Beijing carried on basically everything else came on silent running so I sent the Moscow over the same side that the diamond was going to which was my right flank silent running just to give that diamond something else to shoot at other than the uh, San Fran's and my other two troop ships which were going for the middle cluster went to the op- went towards the opposite side I believe I brought the corvettes on at crazy speed at this point to get them in position to, to start killing stuff hopefully and the Taipei's carried on silent running because he had too much stuff for them to get through and really do anything. Yeah. Uh, third turn, everything silent ran. Uh, apart from the San Fran in the middle, which Max rusted to be able to drop on turn four and take space left station and a cluster on the right. Um, yeah, and the two space two San Frans which had dropped silent ran then, so they lose losses bikes. Basically, my entire fleet silent ran for most of the game. <laughs> um, yeah, everything just silent ran. No, no engagements happened. Turn four, as it was a scoring turn, San Fran's all went to the state various stations on my side. My Beijing, Max rusted. 
and captured the top left space station. So the space yeah, that's right. Yeah. Spaces. It was fighting off, fighting off a tope. The, the, I'm going to get the name wrong now. The close action from Amethyst. Amethyst and the close action cruiser. Uh, the turquoise. Turquoise. I think we got the tick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it because it had max velocity, it couldn't fire, so it took a bit of damage from because it was huge strategy rating. It got out activated. Everything else just sort of silent round apart from troop ships. So did your Moscow's get to go weapons free together on one target? Ah. Yeah. Oh. Because Shaltari have a ridiculous range, <laughs> and they didn't survive the Shaltari shooting them. Yes, yeah, so turn five, we actually got some shooting happening. Um, one Moscow got just smashed to pieces by, I believe that Amber went too early so they couldn't shoot, but the Diamond was able to shoot, and it ended up with weapons offline and engines disabled, which meant it also had orbital decay, and it was in low orbit because it was attempting to score the Yeah, for turn. scoring, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was basically going to, it died very quickly so I was dropped, dropped to Moscow very quickly just from one shot from the diamond it's fine he had another one <laughs> yeah but it, it hurt um, but yeah so uh, at the end of turn 4 scoring anyway I had 6 points advantage because I had a critical location over him and your critical locations are worth 3 points not 2 in this tournament pack turn 5 um, yeah so the diamond fight the Moscow as I said Bad stuff happened to my poor Moscow. <laughs> I fired back. Not much happened. Uh, the Corvettes had engaged the shooty frigates the previous, in turn four as well, which I forgot about. They killed a few. Having killed a few, they then lost a lot in return fire. I think that's what the Ambers fired at in turn four. Right, So they right. dove into atmosphere and just started killing some games. Good thing about nine, I suppose, is you've got lots of uh, redundancy. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. you can shoot them all day and there'll still be some left, yeah. which is really good. Yeah, so they just, like, there was no point killing gates, but I was after a couple of kill points, so they just went into atmosphere and blew up some gates. Uh, I believe at this point my Taipei also died, uh, having done a run to kill off the one of the Jade, but they looped past all his armor saves on the other one, even though he didn't have shields up, annoyingly. Good rolling. <laughs> yeah. He managed to stop the crits with four, four, all four of his point defence, stop the crits, the two crits I rolled, and then he passed all his armor saves. So that was annoying. Uh, but the, so they followed an emerald around for a bit and then died because emeralds have a stupid close action range. So what was the end result? Uh, yes, turn six was a total draw because although my Beijing did die on turn six, it managed to kill the ship, well, damaged his ship enough that San Fran's were able to finish it off. So my San Fran's held both critical locations on my left and just dropped so many troops. Um, and then on the right, he managed to shoot the space station that I held, and I managed to fail all of my saves, so I lost all my infantry on it, so he was then able to send a single gate over oh, and no. take the space station off me. <laughs> um, and I rather foolishly, my, my San Fran had gone up um, a layer in turn five, so it stayed where it was basically, and was in the wrong layer then for him to weapons free and kill it. Um, I max rusted it, um, to get the other space station, but what I should have done was when it went up a layer, moved it slightly more forward, and then just gone on standard orders so I could drop troops and take the other space station, um, which would have won me the game. Outright. Outright, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, I was hit by six points, but he got more kill points than me, so he got five points, I believe. Probably to your two. To my two. Yeah. So then it drew it down to a three 
in my advantage, which on your tournament pack is a draw. Just a 10-10. Yeah, it's just yeah a four point difference to be an 11-9. Yeah. So I've made a few mistakes. Um, I think in the early turns when my Taipei came in and they went against the Jade, they should have gone against the Turquoise mm. and tried to take the Cruiser out because they probably had enough firepower they could have done it yeah. or crippled it at least. Then the Beijing would have still been alive at the end. And then I could have sent my troop ships over to his crown cluster. Um, but apart from that, I'm pretty happy for a first run out and learning a list. I, I think a 10 all draw, which was slightly in my advantage. Quite good. With a very unusual list. Yeah, yeah, yeah to get a draw against Shaltari with, with a list with no strike carriers. That is impressive. Well, it was... Because I've done it before with PHR, I wanted to see if I could do it with UCM. And sort it of worked, worked yeah. So I'm going to stick with it and see how far I can take it, I think. It's good to nice. see a Beijing getting some use. Yes, bring a Beijing to a tournament. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Nice to see the, the use of a different battleship. Uh, right, let's uh, let's go to Fleet Academy and staying with UCM, we're doing some list building. Fleet Academy, the bit where we talk about ship tactics and ship rules. Okay, Fleet Academy, uh, we are going to sort of do a Scars or Flying guide. Uh, if you're roughly a beginnerish player, you've probably dabbled with some of the ships. Um, the list building can be a little bit confusing sometimes, and eventually you turn your attention to thinking, I need to move on to building competitive lists now. So you maybe played a few games, you've seen that some things work, some things don't, um, and we're going to do some guides uh, and sort of talk about our, what we're thinking about when we're putting certain ships in certain groups and the necessities for winning the game if we're taking it to a, you know, not ridiculously competitive level, but playing respectably competitively. So you have a chance to beat Sheltari. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, UCM is our theme. We, there are multiple types of UCM lists you can do. Um, a balanced list, of course, because I have a little bit of everything. But there are three themes that we really identified. And that is to do a list based around launch, a list based around mass drivers, and a list based around burn-through lasers. Now, just with the show and the time length, I think we're going to focus on building one list. I've got DF list up here if you're watching with us. Um, we're going to go ahead and build a list. Now, you can see at the top, we are going to focus on building a UCM burn-through laser list because we've agreed between us, I think we agree, JJ maybe not quite so much, but me and Will probably agree that burn-through lasers are the most efficient the competitive way for UCM to go at the moment? It depends, because you can lose the game because you have bad dice rolls. So Which is if, why I don't like them. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you want to make sure that you have a chance of winning every game, no matter how bad your dice or good your dice are, you might be better off with flash drivers. But then you're at a disadvantage because you don't quite have the damage output. Um, so it's, it's kind of a personal choice. Yeah, I fair enough. personally don't like lasers, because... I have been keeping track of how many times I have fired lasers and how much damage I've done, and it's less than half a point of damage per time I've fired a normal laser, which is really bad. So really, bad. Not, it's only either one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry guys, I'm convinced here, and I've, I've, lots of people have done the maths on it, and I think mathematically, like damage per point, I'm sure the burn-throughs are the most efficient. And if you have quite a few burn-throughs in a list, then you, have, if you miss with a couple and you hit with the others... You've probably done enough damage with the ones that you hit with that it makes up for it. Um, and I, I, it's fair enough. But as, as someone who only ever plays against UCM, I would much rather play against a launch list or a mass driver list. Um, because, almost because they're more predictable. 
Like I, I can I can run the gauntlet of some mass driver fire and think, yeah, the odds are much safer of like the the damage bracket. You're I know I'm going to take. Gonna lose a ship at random. Yeah, Whereas someone gets lucky with a burn, burn through. through yeah. Okay, goodbye. You're like, <laughs> if I if I put myself in the way of a Perth, and I know I'm going to be hit by it. I might take eight crits, or I might take like one damage. I don't know what it's going to be. So, it, from my tactical point of view, I I think burn throughs are the hardest to play against, and also they can hit you from range more easily, sort of with the active scanning and well, not yeah, more easily, well, but they can hit you from the, range. When they hit you, they light you up as well. Yeah, the flash yeah, element. The flash is quite nice. So, if we were going to go about building a UCM burn through list, um, should we start with the essentials and the drop? Yeah. So, what would we want to put in there first? I'm sure we have a massive argument, probably. Well, you want, you're going to need at least one troop ship. Yes. You now, do, do you want to put do. it in the Pathfinder or the Line Group? Uh, it depends, because my personal preference, if I'm taking strike carriers, is to have four strike carriers with a troop ship, would be how I do use yeah. I'd say that's, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with um, that. Which mm. gives you flexibility, because then it can be Line or Pathfinder, depending on, because sometimes you get halfway through and go, Oh, I need another Pathfinder group. I'll just push that. Let, let's line. come back to that then. Let's start with the with the Admiral. Let, let's we'll come back to it and see whether it makes sense to put it in Pathfinder yeah. online. But as so. a guide, about a third of your points, maybe slightly more on drop. So we're looking at four to five hundred points yeah. drop. Um I try and make it so I can get to three or four locations and put a good amount of drop on there. because um, that's normally enough to win you the game. Yeah. Um and if you do get beaten off a location, you can still generally draw it. All right. I think we're probably all in agreement that if you're going to go with a burn-through list, what your admiral and your heavy choice should be. It's Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to put Perth, because I think more people have Perths these days than have actual original Avalons. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the, the Perth in there. Uh, get a bargain at 195 points uh, for its... Big old burn through, yeah. yeah, for its uh, super heavy laser with burn through eight, flash, so bloom. What level admiral are you going to put in? Uh, for now, now that's something that you can be flexible with. JJ, what would you go for? Four. Four. Okay, let's go with admiral four. If you go up to five, it's forty points more. Yeah, that's quite a big jump a big to jump five. To five. That can always be knocked down to three. I feel if later on in the list building you need a, a little you bit of wiggle room. It, yeah. 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 Um, and it's not so important if you're going burn through. I don't think a lot of the command cards help you. There's a few that double tap. There's a few that are really, mm, really good, but the majority of the cards, so the chances of you actually getting the good cards for burn through lists are less. Yeah. So it's possibly less important for that good animal. Should we put uh, an active scanner with the Perth now, or leave it for now and come back to it? Yeah. Um, let's, let's stick one in there. So we can talk about it then. Choices of, of frigate so, for active scanning. This is really counterintuitive, this part. Yeah, because everyone will say, well, beginners will say a lemur. Yeah. But the Perth never needs to go weapons free, so it, you can pick active scan as a battle group order. So it could be actually any of the frigates, preferably one that could be taken in one. Which would be the Jakarta. Or New Orleans. It depends whether you... And now, burn-through lists often sacrifice launch, which means they don't really have any defence against launch. So it works quite well, and George, our player, does do this. He takes Jakartas as his scanners. So I I, I, get, I can get on board with that. Well, what that you helps. can do as well is take a Jakarta and a New Orleans, and then you can put something up to a major spike with a single activation. Because uh, they're groups. separate groups. Yeah, you yeah. can do it. Yeah, it's different groups within a battle group. Can each yeah, but scan. the battle group can only do one order. Yeah, so it picks active scanning. The New Orleans does active scanning. Two different yeah, groups no. active scan. So they both go. They both go to major spikes. Yeah, it would just mean that the Avalon then can't do anything other than active scan. Yeah, but that's or, the same problem you have if you're not taking. It takes away the ability of the Perth to uh, course correct to get a shot. 
But if you're a long way away and you're active scanning stuff, you're probably not going to need to turn sharply. You need to course correct to get a shot, you don't need to active scan anymore. Yeah, I think if we go for one Jakarta for now, and yep. then once we've got the other troop launch in, we can then come back and think if we've got room or we need more launch, we could then drop the New Orleans in yeah. as well. Yeah, all right, perfect Jakarta it is. Uh, right, let's go with the other staples of the burn through list. So I would probably go to New Cairo's next. Yep. Yep. Uh, I've seen running threes and twos generally are where they're where they're at from quite scary. Two or three. You could hypothetically fit nine Nukairos into a line group, but yeah. If now we're, we're not <laughs> going to go mental with the cheesiness here of burn through. Let's try and keep it a reasonable burn through list. A pair of Nukairos with a scanner. Okay. Is what yeah. I would normally you can do. always add in another Nukairo if you get to the end and yeah. run out of points. Let's go another Jakarta again for fleet defence. Um, because the new Kairos actually have good point defence. They're not like other light cruisers. They've got the full cruiser point defence of five. They yeah. do have lower uh, close action, though. Yeah, but... But once you're in close action with range with a new Kairo, it's generally dead. Yeah. <laughs> so not very survivable. So Jakarta with uh, two new Kairos, or rather two new Kairos with a Jakarta, another active scanner. Um, now, obviously, if you're very a new player and listening, when we're saying an active scanner, we mean that the frigate is going to... Um, just move along, doing active scan order, and then you move the burn through lasers, the new Kairos, the perp after, they take advantage of the spike that you've put on, and hit something from a long way away, with two burn through lasers in the case of the new Cairo, or one in the case of the perp. Um, okay, cool. Got three burn through lasers in there so far. Yeah. Probably want to fit five in if we're going for a real burn through list. So, a like double group of new Kairos there. Or do we go like one Berlin, two Berlin? Because I like the survivability of Berlin's. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, I do as well. I personally, I would take Berlin's over New Cairo's, but that's from someone having played against New Cairo's, and basically they get one shot and then they're dead. Well, what if we did? Um, uh, so let's do a line group of a Berlin, at least one. Um, now we could keep that as like a quick activating SR five group on its own, because most of the groups are going to be eleven. That makes them quite slow. Yeah. So I'm tempted to do a, a Berlin on his own. What do you think, JJ? UCM player? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I like having an SR5 group. I mean, I'm, in my list, because it's more mass driver heavy, I tend to have it as a, a Seattle or a Rio. Yeah, yeah, and they, uh, they work well on their own too. Yeah, and they do. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, SR5 would be good. I mean, you could always look at maybe adding some New Orleans into that group with it. That's true. I suppose so if we don't have the space. To an SR seven or an SR nine to drop some more carrot uh, New Orleans in there, depending on how much space we've got later. Um, but I think if we leave that as it is for now and then come back to it. So we're not over halfway yet with points. Let's leave the Berlin there for now. Um, okay. At this point, let's think about: Do we want Corvettes or not? It's going to be a choice between Corvettes and Taipei at this point because you've got three battle groups left, and you're going to want two of them to be your drop. Corvettes and New Orleans. Do you mean, or do you, uh, do you mean, Cor- I mean between Santiago's and Santiago's and Taipei? Because you're gonna have we're gonna have one more combat group and then two more of the, two of the groups are gonna be concentrating on yeah. drop. So it's gonna be that. Do you want to be able to blow up their strike carriers, or do you want to have a fast activation, close action group that can kill anything? If I'm doing a burn through list, I probably wouldn't go with Taipei's. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd probably put them in the other lists. Yeah. But so. Let's do one of the Pathfinder groups as... Let's do our standard drop group. So San Fran um, in there, and then also adding in 
uh, New Orleans and bumping it up to two New Orleans. Make it four New Orleans there with it. Yeah. So it's a big chunky drop group. Well, it's SR9, which means it comes in at the right time. Yeah, it gets in underneath anything that's 10, yeah. which is useful. Um, and again, the New Orleans and San Fran, they don't have to go the same direction at all. They can split up, go where they want, because New Orleans have, as strike carriers, they have outlier. Yeah. So they can do what they want. Um, that's a really classic, nice, balanced um, drop group. All right, two battle groups to go. So we're probably going to want one line and one pathfinder, aren't we? Um, so let's go down. Hmm. Okay. We're going to need more drop than this. So let's put that in first. Yeah. Now, what do you think? Two, another, a repeat group? Repeat groups probably be my choice because I always find if I'm, if there's one sand fan, it gets picked on and killed very quickly. Yeah. If there's two of them, your opponent realises they can't kill both at the same time will then not necessarily go after the troop ships. So you... What about a slight compromise? What if we did San Fran, two New Orleans, and then three Santiago? Pushes your strategy rating up to... Only to ten, though. Which means it comes in turn two on distant, mm. which you have to consider quite bad for your drop, especially yeah, I, UCM. I wouldn't. I would keep it under SR10 with those. I've tried with that idea myself as well, actually. I, just, I, I feel a bit naked not having any Corvettes in a list. But you're going to have eight New Orleans at least. And two San Frans. I don't think you need Corvettes at that, that point. Now we've got 192 points left. That means we can't... Oh, we can do it, yeah. So we could do for our last line group, we could do two more New Cairo. <laughs> um, and that leaves 16 points. So, what do we think? It's a lot of lasers. It is. So it's, it's Perth, Perth, Jakarta... You could drop a New Orleans into that new Kyoto group. And, uh, what, as an active scanner? Well, I'd have to peel one off one of these. I could do. You could you could peel one off both. You could go, right, New Orleans. So you go San Fran and three New Orleans. San Fran and three New Orleans. With each of Berlin with a New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually quite like that. two New Cairo with a New Orleans. Okay, so we found JJ's new list. Have I got the ship to do that? No, I haven't. I need one more. Well, would you need one more of New Cairo? I know, actually, no. I think you have got the ships to do that. Yeah, no, yeah, I think yeah, I actually could so do You've got pretty much all the ships in UCM battle. I'll play UCM this afternoon. <laughs> so you've got. So we've, we've written JJ's list for him. So this is the official Scouts Offline. You've heard us collaboratively list building, um, which is it's been quite good actually to get. A, a, I think that's quite a strong list. So going down bit by bit, and we've got 16 points left. I mean, we could jig around and try and use those up. Um, not that we've got a lot of areas for flexibility. Quite hard to do that. We could drop to. AV3 instead of AV4. Come on, pick it up. AV3 there. Yeah. Uh, that gives us 36 points and we can fit in one more frigate. Another strike carrier. I think that's worth doing. <laughs> uh, so just push one of those up. So it's, it, it slightly bugs me that they're not even. SR9 and an SR8. Could we it. not swap one of the New Orleans for a Jakarta now? So bump these both to four. So yep. And then swap out one of these for another Jakarta. Another Jakarta. Yeah, I like that. Uh, probably what? with the isn't with the new Kairos, so it matches. Isn't the Jakarta rare? No. Isn't it? It's not rare. Oh, that's weird. No, you can have to take three of them in a list. Ah. Ah, that looks even better. Okay. So, I like that. Oh wait, we're over. What? Why are we over? How have we got twenty-eight? Oh, have I not taken out a New Orleans somewhere? Oh, I think I added. Yeah, we're up to nine New Orleans, so we have to remove that one. 
There we go. Uh, okay, so that list now, just to summarise for people who are listening and can't see what we're doing on the video. Um, so we've got Perth Jakarta, SR11. Uh, two new Kairos in a Jakarta, SR11. Two new Kairos in a Jakarta, SR11. One Berlin on his own as an SR5 fast activating group. Yeah, he's um, quite useful as well because Berlin likes to go weapons free sometimes. Yeah, so you should be able yeah. to out activate whatever it's pointing at and get your. So that means the Berlin's the only burn through group that doesn't have its own little active scanner with it. And what's nice about the Jakartas is that they double up, they can be active scanners and they're there for your um, defense against launch lists. Because this list has no launch. Well, and close action, so and close, close action, actions, yeah. So they're going to help with. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, you could run them in close groups together, and then their Jakarta shield can overlap, and you can get double bonuses out of it. That would be the most efficient way to do it, wouldn't it? Um, and then a San Fran with four New Orleans SR9, and a San Fran with four New Orleans SR9. Um, I really like that. I think that's yeah. a strong UCM burn through list. Yeah. Without being over the top on strike carriers, it it lacks Corvettes, admittedly. So yeah, I always at this point would. Look at the weaknesses of the list, yeah, and either fix them or make sure I know about them so that I can play around them and hopefully people can take advantage. So this one is primary weaknesses. It doesn't really have anything to take care of atmosphere targets. The yeah. Bertrand is not very good at shooting into atmosphere, and it's got no corvettes. Yeah, no corvettes is definitely the weakness. Yeah. Um. So you'd have to. I mean, even taking them out, in if you catch them in the orbit. Unfortunately, this list. Its weakness is that it doesn't have many a variety of guns. So I mean, you've got we've got the mass drivers on the San Frans, the Berlin yeah. and the Perth that can shoot into atmosphere. And with links, I mean, it is, yeah, they're so, not going to be great at it though, are yeah, they? No, they're not. Um, they're not going to be quite PHR level of dice, but no. But if you're list building as a newer player, and I mean, just committing to building four new Kairos, I suppose, is is, is quite a lot. I mean, with. <laughs> You could very well just take those new, one of those new Cairo groups out, uh, move one of the Pathfinder drop bits to line, and then you've got you can drop in a Corvette with the. Uh, how many points is the line? Okay, let let let's do that before we. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try. So you like that version? Yeah. I I like, like this version as it is, but you can move the Jakarta in with a Berlin, take out new Cairos, and swap this for a Corvette. I was thinking, take out both new Kairos, add in an extra Berlin, and then take three um, three Corvettes. Probably want more than three. Mm, yeah. Three, three, three can possibly take out a strike carrier. Three is a bit useless against the Medea. Let, let's leave it as it is then for now, but say yeah. you, if you wanted Corvettes and you didn't have the enough new Kairos as a model, you know, you could, you could remove two of the new Kairos and fill in the gaps with... Um, some Corvettes instead. Yeah, I mean, with this list, we were going for beginner to intermediate. We weren't going for ultra competitive. No, you know, no. If you took that against that list that won Adepticon with 16 You'd struggle because you had no... Yeah, you had no Corvettes of your own to fight the Echoes. And the primary core of your fleet is light cruisers, which, unfortunately, the Echo is very good against... Four-up armour and only eight hull. You have to do four damage and you're crippled. So this list is going to be very strong against fleets that take a few big ships because it can hit them from far it can hit them with lots of burn through lasers it's set up to take on big beasties yeah. battleships and so on um, which is good you know but you're going to have weaknesses to cover I think it'd be good against Shaltari yeah it'll be terrible against double battleist just so everyone's aware because of uh, cloak full cloak 
Oh, so it, it will just stealth up to you. Yeah. yeah. You, you, your active scanning will do nothing to it. Having said that, you've got three goes at knocking it off, and then it's back up to Sig 8. If you were to commit to it, because I I, so I play against people with Scourge, and a lot of them are like, oh, should I gamble on knocking it? No, I won't bother in case I don't get it. You but, mean while it's silent running? Yeah, yeah, knocking it off silent running. But doesn't the full clip mean that it can't have a spike? It can't have a spike, but it can still go up to Sig 8. Oh, yeah, so yeah. from zero to standard. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. and yeah. even that might be enough, like with fast-moving new Kairos. Yeah, because they are faster. To hit it first. Yeah, all right. Good going, team. I like that list. I will send it to JJ so he can use it. <laughs> if anyone, um, you know, anyone listening likes the look of that list as well and, and uses it, let us know how it goes. The scans offline unique list. We'll have to get George to give us some feedback on what he thinks of it because he runs uh, Burn Through Heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what he thinks of it. So next time we do a sort of faction-specific list building. Uh, well, who should we do next? What faction? I mean, I've started with UCM because I know it's the most popular faction. I feel like Scourge should be next. Scourge next. Yeah, Sorry, Scourge. we'll go the logical order. Scourge, PHR, Shaltari. Sorry, Shaltari, last again, but you are the fewest players out there. Um, Maybe JJ will have some more games with Shaltari by then and actually know some stuff. I've got one this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I think that's about all we have. So, um, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from... JJ. Bye. Goodbye from Will. <laughs> and uh, listen in next time for episode eight. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you.